What we know is that Ra talks about Yahweh as meaning he saves. And Ra in the Law of One material mentions that Yahweh was a social memory complex, um, a united comp a united society and heart that were trying to be of service. And there's a certain uh, metaphysical reality when you put the words, the Sanskrit words, uh, syllables together. Yeah, ya, I don't actually know how to say it, but if the way that I would say it is Yahweh is putting those together is a way to form through our vocalization a certain kind of uh, energetics that is metaphysical in nature and it and it means something that, that there's a metaphysical in other words if you were to if I were to say draw a square you would draw a square because the word square and the drawing of a square is the same thing you know uh, when I say square or say cube you know what that looks like so when someone says Yahweh there is a met that's a metaphysical reality that is uttered in it and it is congruent with that energetics and what that energetics means is he saves and it's not he as in God has a, a beard and um, is a man sitting in heaven you know sitting up there in heaven although that is how us humans have interpreted that <laughs> but uh, he saves would be like the masculine principle the divine masculine principle that comes in into our particular third density vibratory conditions and saves. So it's the masculine principle because masculine principle is that inside you, inside me, inside any woman. Uh, it's that which goes out. It's it's moving outward. It's an, it's a penetration, you know. Um, and then saves how I understand it now is saves us from the entrapment of third density ethos of a logjam of consciousness that just keeps repeating the bellicosity because Ra talks about from the very beginning of our, our third density experience here on earth um, humans have been caught up swept up in this sense of of bellicosity, a bellicose attitude, and not being able to process it. Um, bellicosity in and of itself is not the problem. It's it's actually a tool to learn. It's a tool on learning how to make a, how to choose a polarized um, choice. Like, are you going to do service to others or service to self? The positive path, the negative path. Bellicosity would be a tool to help us make that decision. And then once you've made the decision, it's another tool on how to keep refining that choice of polarity. Uh, Could you describe, give me your description of bellicosity? Bellicosity is how I understand it from the law of one, is a sense of uh, an aggressive attitude towards another where I want to infringe upon their free will in the service of putting myself over them. 
uh, it's so it's not just anger. Bellicosity is a certain kind of energetics that pits me against another, and then once and where I want to see myself above them uh, in some form of domination. You see, and what Ross says is that our particular human population has never gotten beyond the ability to process bellicosity well. So we just keep repeating and putting ourselves in the, in the perspective of continuing the energetics of bellicosity throughout the ages. And it's always going to be a scapegoating, a pointing of the other and saying, you're the fault, you're the problem, you're the cause of my pain. And therefore, I want to infringe upon you because I fear you infringing upon me. <laughs> and it's also going to be uh, where we transmit that negativity without ever forgiving it, without ever accepting it and forgiving it. Because Ra says that the way that you stop the wheels of karma or the inertia is through for acceptance and forgiveness. So an attitude of bellicosity is what has kept third-density humans from moving beyond the lower chakras, either individually or collective. Because individually and collective, bellicosity belongs in the realm of the lower chakras. Gotcha. You see? And so uh, it's, an, it's a stopping of us moving into the heart, individually or collectively. And that's what we need to be saved for, from because we cannot advance, harvest, graduate, whatever you want to call it, evolve into fourth density at the level of the lower chakras. And Ra says that our, our third density experience here on Earth is primarily overlaid by the orange ray. So even though we are yellow ray, because third density is of the, yellow, the macro yellow ray, uh, we aren't living in a true yellow way, third density fashion. We're actually living in a overlay of orange, which means that we're trying still to learn about ourselves, to accept ourselves, to forgive ourselves, to balance ourselves, and to open ourselves up to more love. We're still trying to learn that after 75,000 years of this third density experience. We've become trapped. There's a log jam of consciousness and we don't know how to get ourselves out of it. That's what it. That's what it's at. That, and that's why the Confederation has tried to get involved in helping us, but they've been pretty naive about it. And so there's ways in which their involvement has actually exacerbated the problem in many ways. Ra talks about this too. So the Yahweh is a uh, energetics that says the male principle wants to come in and help save uh, us from the entrapment of third density energetics characterized by bellicosity. Then Yehoshua is the energetics, when you say that in Sanskrit, in the way that um, is, I guess, uttered, I don't know how to pronounce it, uh, but the way it is, is that it's something like Yahweh comes 
and what Yahweh in like in solidarity, Yahweh saves and rescues. Like Yahweh comes in and rescues. Like that's the word that Yehoshua means. Is that the one we translate as Emmanuel? So Jehoshua would mean coming in and saving in, in a radical solidarity kind of way. It's an entering into. Um, and so when you put Yahweh and Jehoshua together as an energetics, it's I'm coming, the, the one infinite creator male principle is coming into your third density experience in radical rooted solidarity to help you learn how to get out of the third density energetics mired in bellicosity that it is. And it's going to be done through what Ra calls uh, acceptance, forgive, to know ourselves deeply, to accept, to forgive, to find balance, and to continue to open ourselves in love. That's, that's the whole message of Yehoshua. And it was done, and the message was delivered in a um, rooted way that, that's archetypal, that's coming into our third density experience as one of us, as a human, in order for us to see what that could look like. Because before, we didn't really have a sense of, of breaking through all of the logjam of bellicosity and into total forgiveness and acceptance and love so that we could break into a new energetics which would then galvanize people to form this corp this corpus this body this body um and then as a move as a group move, evolve into fourth density because we would be operating from a higher level of consciousness you see, and the entity uh, Ross says that the entity known to us as Jesus was a particular being who had harvested or evolved out of fourth density and was about to go into fifth density, but then signed up. You know, was in my imagination approached or volunteered to take on this particular task. And this task wasn't, for example, to be the savior where the way of atonement, you know, in other words, not, not that kind of conventional thing, but rather, and this is again, this is my speculation, so I could be wrong. I'm not saying this is how exactly it was, but this is how I've understood it, is that humans we needed to have a particular thought form or archetype created in our collective unconscious and collective conscious that could be not only created but then accessed by people who are looking for the power of this archetype. Now archetypes you might remember are um, I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking about the ones that Ra talks about in you know, the archetypes and the, the archetypal mind and that kind of thing later on in the Law of One. But archetypes are certain thought forms that get empowered. And then at some point they take on 
their own energetics. They have a sentience. And when you tap into that, they, they give you the power of that archetype. So for example, there's the father archetype, there's the warrior archetype, there's the mother archetype, and you can tap into those uh, and, and get power from it. So the archetype of the Jehoshua archetype, or I call it the Jesus Christ event, was where the groundwork was laid over several thousand years um, because this kind of archetype just can't just appear and people's like, oh, let's let's move into this archetype. It can't be that it ha humans have a, we need a long history of, have, of being prepped for something so that we can tap into it. So from my perspective, uh, there was a way that the Jewish um, history was a slowly moving and setting the groundwork for the archetype to come to full fruition. And that's where you get a lot of the, the messages of the Messiah. The Messiah meaning um, the one that would save, but not save like a kingdom, like a king saving, but saving in the sense of helping us see a different way to live, to tap into that archetype. And it was the way I kind of envision it is that they laid out like an airport lays out uh, the flat top and then puts, um, you know, lights and everything. And and then when the in the fullness of time, when the time was ready, exactly as it should have been uh, in our collective un, un, in our journey, because Ross says that Jesus came in at the beginning of the last minor cycle which, of twenty one hundred years ago, at the beginning of that. And so then the Jesus Christ events emerges from the human consciousness as a living archetype. So the entity that volunteered for this mission, the living archetype was, was there in time-space, was there in the astral plane, but not fully formed. The entity signed up to become the living archetype within the space-time uh, analog in, into our particular understanding of, of reality. And this, so Jesus then incarnated and became the living archetype, which is um, translated as the human one or the son of man. The son of man would be the human one or the, the archetype of the fully whole human who has accessed all of these things. And then Jesus, throughout his life, his human life, he had to evolve into this. So that was part of his personal journey is that he involved into the archetype and at some point he reached um, a kind of crystallization of that archetype where the archetype and him became one. Um, and at that point, this is when he goes into his public ministry and he, if you could, a lot of scripture scholars say that basically Jesus did one thing. And that is to reconcile humanity with the divine. It's not that there's ever been a split. It's just that when we as a humanity have been mired and boggled down into the bellicosity, um, we see things from the ethos of separation. And that archetype is a reconciler of the human ethos of separation that we've lived in 
and the wholeness that is actual reality. And when it becomes a crystallized archetype, then we can tap into that to gain access to the power that that archetype is. And that's a divine archetype. I mean, it, it is uh, uh, through the, the Jesus Christ event, the Logos itself came face to face with third density humanity. In the same way, for example, as you or me, Ra talks about that we can put on the magical personality. I don't know if you remember this in the uh, Law of One material, but in a magical, white magical ritual, for example, um, one invokes the, the sixth density higher self. Like you have a, a higher self in sixth density, and so do I. Uh, and you invoke that, and that, in that moment of the ritual, Ra says that the higher self actually comes into the third density experience through that ritual and experiences the catalysts of third density as you, as your third density self, the, the higher self experiences that intensely face to face. Like, inside you um, and then Ross says that's why at the very end of a magical ritual you have to take off the third density I mean the sixth density magical self so it can assume its place in sixth density analog uh, but for that moment there is a there's a wanting that happens a, un a unifying that happens to where it's not only you experiencing in your third density self what is going on, but it's your sixth density self at the same time experiencing third density conditions in the immediacy of your life. You see? But so my argument is that the Jesus Christ event was precisely that, except instead of the sixth density macro self, it was the logos itself was called upon through the third density archetype of the Jesus Christ event so that there was an overlay and a, per, and a union that happened right there. And in that moment, it was not Jesus the entity that, beca that became Jesus, that volunteered for this archetype, but it was the, the full Logos experiencing the third density catalysts in and through and as the archetype that was, then, that was brought into actualization in space-time. Um, and that went all the way through the, tor you know, the torture, the dying on the cross. He became the, the Jesus Christ event became the living ink. And we know from the law of one, the ink is the symbol of symbols, the archetype of archetypes, uh, where Ra says that all of manifestation is uh, in the process of manifesting through the losing, that there is no gaining except through losing. So it's a surrender. The Greek word is kenosis, self-emptying. There's a surrender. And that surrender, that self-surrender, is what keeps people moving and evolving and growing. The ink is the great, the great archetype of archetypes that is about this loss and renewal, loss and renewal. So the, the crucifixion is actually the manifestation in space-time on our human consciousness 
of the great archetype. And then it's the tomb that for three days, the tomb. Uh, this is the archetype of liminal space. What do you do when you don't know where you're going? What do you do in the dark night? What do you do in the pain? Um, and this would also be what Ra calls the, the matrix of the spirit. But that's, that's a different thing. I mean, it's a different talk. But anyways, and then lastly, we have the archetype of the resurrection. The resurrection is the sense of emerging from the dying into a new order of being, a new expansion of living that is no longer bound by the rules of bellicosity, but now has an, a renewed uh, um, gnosis, lived experiential reality of encountering third density from the place of unitive consciousness, of wholeness. No longer the consciousness of separation, but the consciousness of self and other self. There's only one self here, and we are members of this one body, which is the whole idea of the body of Christ. You see? Members of this one body. And when you tap into the archetype of the Jesus Christ event, you're tapping into an archetype that is that has the power the, the full logoic power of uh, full gnosis, full knowing of self and of other, of full accepting self and other, of full forgiveness of self and other, and then the ability to balance and finally to continue to open ourselves up in love. And all of this, I'll finish here, and all of this wasn't supposed to be done through dogma or doctrine. Um, now that's not, that, that's a human thing and we have to codify things because that's how humans grow, but that it gets stuck, it got stuck and pulled into bellicosity and then it was used as weaponized, you know? Right. But um, it was actually supposed to be done and given and received from human to human through relationality. So, for example, I, let's say I can tap into this archetype. I become the archetype of uh, the Jesus Christ events of um, dying and rising constantly, you know, like I become that. And when you get to know me, you are also tapping into that archetype and then you start to live in the dying and rising of that and then that person another person comes in and all of a sudden from an organic way from the bottom up the entire population breaks through the chains of bellicosity through knowing of self accepting forgiveness balance and, and continuing love breaking through and in, into the levels of evolving into that fourth density 